part of your astrology too to just to make money in weird ways yeah it is and in like <laughs> and in like large amounts too but the flip side of that is when i'm not doing it i like basically have no income mm. when you're not doing what i mean you ha- i mean you were making so much money from uh crypto crypto and stuff yeah and i'm hanging on there but it's not it's not the time for crypto to make money also i i, I thought about it a lot like i don't want that to be the main way i make money like the crypto? amount of yeah like the the main the amount of time and investment it began to take up in my life that's not what i want to be doing like i like talking about it i'm interested in it i think it's cool like that's why i stay involved with it um and it does make money periodically but like that's not that's not my brand that's not who yeah. i want to be i've thought about that for you yeah, like, you know, I'm like, damn, I it, w- it would be like watching a friend just hang out in a casino a lot. It's yeah. like, hey, it might work out for you sometimes, but like, that, there's that so many other interesting casino, like, yeah, it's a casino, yeah, exactly. And there's <laughs> so many more interesting things, um, I feel like that are worth exploring. Music, obviously, being one of them, that to me is oh, yeah, you got to work for that feeling sometimes, though. That's what I realized. I mean, I've been making music for like 25 years. And I realized sometimes like that inspiration is just not going to be present before you sit down and do the stuff that maybe you didn't want to do in that moment. Dude, it's crazy. We're, we were just thinking about this for our movie, Wild Magic. Like, yeah, we're like, cool, we're here. We have spaciousness. We're going to shoot it. We don't even have to involve anyone else. And now we start contacting subjects and they're not getting back to us. Yeah. And Cass is like, it just feels like the universe is compelling us to go do what we do, which is post up places and find yeah. fucking strangers. And like, it feels like the universe doesn't want us to overthink this or overproduce it and just let it be a natural expression of who we are. I think that's the, that's the thing, like to get into that space of like freedom and like allowing things. Like I, I went outside yesterday, I was smoking a cigarette and uh, this guy came up to me and he's like, Hey, do you know where I can get papers? I was like, I have papers for you. He's like, do you have weed? I was like, yeah, I got some weed for you. And this dude from Alabama, uh, was it, or Oklahoma? I forget where he's from. We just started having a conversation. He was super cool, like older guy, 45. Like, you know, he's like, how old are you? I'm like 40. He's like, wow, man, you look great. I'm like, all right, thanks. And like, we just started this conversation. He's talking about, you know, Native Americans and like water resources and all these things. And I'm like, how the fuck did this happen? Like, mm. like what? and I remember like, when you're kind of in this like chilled out receptive space, I mean, I remember getting in the craziest conversations with like cab drivers in the city, just like wild conversations about like philosophy and God. I'm not saying shit. Like I'm not prompting these conversations. I'm like getting in the car and being like, and I was just like, yeah, that's, it's pretty amazing when you can kind of just like sit in that space and allow those things to happen. Mm. Um, but I guess it's easy to get distracted and stressed out too. Well, the the, the Uber driver is like the perfect litmus test for me. Yeah. Like if if I'm having magic with that person, right? And like the thing that I would want to go down in one of my films is happening right then and there. Right. Then I'm like I'm in a good place. I'm attracting what yeah. I want. But so much of the time, I'll get into it and I'm like put my headphones on, like zone out, try to not interact. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I being like that? I don't get it. Yeah, it's weird. I definitely. I'm trying to get more in the present space as 
as easily as I can. I will say the imagination stuff really does work. It's astounding to me how easy it is to dismiss and forget about it. Yeah. And just be like, oh, I can't, or I, I, I it doesn't work, or it's not. And like it does. Like yeah. consistently, every time I've employed any of the techniques, any of the things that I've learned to do with it, just even like half, half effort, not mm-hmm. even like full, like I'm really going for this. Within a day, there's like more than enough evidence that like there's been a shift. Yeah. It's pretty. Sometimes it can make you lazy because you're like, well, like, I'm just an imagination away from a crazy, wild adventure. But, <laughs> but I think that's why it needs to be used in tandem with something like stoicism where you're yeah. like, I have a like a like yeah. a concrete worldview like the stoics. Uh, they don't give up. You know, you keep you, it's persistence. You keep fucking chipping away and coming at that thing from different angles until you achieve your goals. And it's like that in combination with imaginal techniques. I think that's like, that's true. You, you just need like a, like another little something that's in the 3D world that yeah. you can be like, this is what guides those 3D world decisions. Right. My imagination is what kind of creates the canvas for that. I also happen. like. It's almost like if I could just imagine it and that's the only work I need to do for it, I don't even want it because I don't feel like I there's like it's this. Not, it's a good way of checking in with your desires. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> the thing is, it's not really like that. I think that was one of the big kind of uh, bugaboos people had when I was initially talking about these things is they're like, well, you know, if it's so easy and you don't have to put in the effort, what does that say for effort or like working hard? I'm like, that's not like if you imagine something amazingly big and profound for your life you will not get that without effort it Mm. is not saying you're eliminating all the stuff that goes into materializing or achieving that it's just you've put yourself on a path where that's like kind of the collision course for your desire it's not that like you won't be compelled to do all of the things that need to be done to do it it's just like a directional like setting your compass well, where that, you would like to And go. it makes maybe putting the work in more enjoyable because you're like aligning with your desire and what you want and what you're imagining for yourself and you you're doing all the work on all the levels. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the work needs to be done. It I, does. I uh there, there's this recent example. I think it applies to this. Um you know this you know this Phillies player Trey Turner? Yeah, yeah. He signed this 300 million dollar yeah, contract yeah. in the offseason came out and just like dog shit playing minor league level you know and the fans turned on him and just started booing him yeah relentlessly and you know what i don't know what that must do to a person they're just like i'm taking all this money the people fucking hate me yeah you know, it happens that. a lot yeah it happens it, it, across the board in sports that is the reaction and then one day this fucking fan in Philadelphia, and I love people from Philadelphia, yeah, and I yeah, love yeah. their fans so much. I hate their teams, but I love their fans. <laughs> um, there's this guy who just put out a, a fucking video that went viral where he's like, let's fucking try the opposite with him. Let's give him a standing ovation every time he comes up. Since then, On fire. best player in baseball. Yeah. Literally. Literally, yeah. like it is the most heartwarming shit. Well, especially wholesome. It's like the opposite of Philly's ethos. Yeah. But like, look what they had to do. They had to fucking, we all had to, like, they had to bond together and imagine a better path for this guy, but actually do something about it and not just sit there and curse when it's not working out, but say, That's hey, cool. let's put our faith together. Let's point it towards this guy. We already know. So like the he first three times he struck out that they right, gave right. him a standing ovation, but they kept with him. Yeah. 
They and after that, he's like the, literally the number one hitter in baseball. Yeah. He's putting up billboards in Philly, like saying thank you. He, to the he fans. put up, he bought billboards that's and said cool. thank you, Philadelphia. Like he needed a little bit of that. Like there's a lot of pressure that comes with a $300 million contract. Any kind of contract, any kind of expectation in life comes with a lot of pressure. And uh, he just needed that, that little extra bit of zhuzh and like support from the people. And I do think that this is like a, like a collective manifestation of an imaginal technique. It yeah. is. <laughs> and I, I've always believed that for sports is the reason the teams that are good for a long time is after a certain point of them putting in their individual or collective team effort, people just see it and they believe it. They go, yeah. oh, this team is good. This coach, this quarterback always gets it done. And you end up with like the Tom Brady's and stuff like that. I, I always believe that collective. And also that to me is like, the emerging or emergent aspect of what all these, whatever manifestation techniques you use, it is to collectively as one, right? Like as a fractured off version of unity consciousness to come together and, and affect wholesale change to make right. a place where everyone would find it to be like a heaven like place, not, like uh, doing it just for yourself in like a selfish way, which is natural too. I don't even begrudge that at all. I think people should focus on themselves and their own lives first mm -hmm. and foremost. Cause if you try to do it the other way, you're just going to bring all your shit into that anyway. Yeah. So it is important to start with yourself, but then kind of when you've gotten the hang of that to like a, a decent level of skill pool together with other people and be like, yeah, we would like to do this. This is how bands, teams, you know, collectives, you know, activists. This is yeah. how stuff actually gets done. It is a collective, imaginal technique. Yeah. It is cool when it, like, sprouts up organically like that and some dude just figured out, like, hey, like, be nice to this guy. He might do it, better. Well, it was, like, through all of the static, he just yeah. had this fucking vision of just, like, maybe if we were, instead of holding back our applause for when he does good, we just give it to him now. And see if it, that sparks, you know. And he, so this weird. dude might have stumbled on something that all fans could. That's learn what from. I was just saying. Like, <laughs> so have positive heard reinforcement. This. It's it's. I have a really. I could. I'll find the. I mean, it, it. I'm all I'm saying is it works, and I can just bring it down to the extremely myopic level of our relationship. When Cass is cheering me on, and she's my biggest right? fan, I'm so confident. <laughs> great things start happening. It is true. It's the weird, things right? I can envision can take place. But when I'm in the cloud, I just have to be of, nice to him all the time. Oh, yeah, no, it's not even about that. Away. It's just <laughs> feeling like, hey, despite even if we got in a fight or this and that, but like you're my biggest fan. Yeah, and that, that I you're, am your biggest and, fan. And that you're willing to vocalize it, which I think a lot of women it's are hard. like, let's hold that back. Let's not it let these hard. men get too ahead of himself. And I'm like, this is the Trey Turner situation. Yeah. Men need the 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 little bit of like the the applause and the, everyone and does. Everyone yeah. does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we need that. We need that. So don't be so stingy about giving it out. And that's what the fans in Philly are proving. Mm. They're the stingiest. They fucking hate their teams when they're not performing. This is a team that should have been headed for the World Series. This guy should have been headed for an MVP, and he wasn't. Should I play this for Noah, and then we can what? play it on the podcast? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. What is it? The Topher Grace. I mean, we just described Topher Grace. I got Cass wants to show a TikTok instead of the five minutes well, we just I, spent I'll just about. text it to you. So I want to figure yeah. out also uh, – I'm doing a live stream later. I want to start incorporating, you know how like they do on your mom's house, like they'll play a yeah. lot of the TikToks for the guests and stuff. That's smart. Like oh, yeah. that's what I 
do with a lot of my time is oh, I yeah. look on TikTok. Me and, and Joey, like, that's I've, what our boys club, club podcast is. It's like, let's I just show each other videos. It. I think Sean and I needs to just be sending each other because we just send each other baseball clips and just laugh at I night with each other. So we just need to do that on a more of a. I love it. I mean, because this is like, but it, speaking to the point of like the support, is that really can be the difference for someone like really pursuing and having the confidence to do the things that maybe seem a little bit scary or yeah. too big, or maybe like you're going to fail when you do have a supporter. I mean, I can say over the past like year, year and a half where it's been like a pretty introspective midlife crisis, figuring out my life shit. If I didn't have Denise, like yeah. completely supporting me in every possible way a person yeah. could support someone, I would not like to see the depths of where I would have gone. I know it wouldn't have been like that has been the biggest. And I had Jupiter curving on my seventh house the whole time. Like I was lucky that like at least that placement mm. was like, all right, you're supported by your partner. Like you're going to have a lot of like it's hard to think about sometimes if you don't have that. And then I think about people who don't have that. They yeah. don't have that because like, you know, I, I do readings. A lot of the readings are about relationship stuff because yeah. it's that's what people who aren't in relationships at whatever point in their life where they'd like to be in one, it's a priority for people. It's like probably one of the most important things. And everyone has their own like hangups and trauma that kind of like prevent them from being in that relationship. But as someone who has never put like too much of a priority of being in a relationship, almost like the opposite, like where I don't want to be in a relationship. Yeah, yeah that's a very effective way to attract the right type of person mm -hmm. or people into your life because you're not putting so much pressure on it. And like, you know, it's something that you want deep down, you know, it's something that's important, but you're not making it your focal point, yeah. which reinforces that you don't have it. And I think we do this a lot with like our lives is if you want something, you may feel like you don't have it. Mm -hmm. Where if you actually want to experience or have that thing, you have to feel like you have it, even when nothing in your life is saying that you have it. It's just, uh, it can be difficult to kind of sometimes get that perspective up and running, especially if like, you know, your life is reflecting back to you that things are difficult, things are hard. I think the gratitude for recognizing that you have the ability to get out of that whenever you want, truthfully, and you learn a lot of stuff when things are bad, when things yeah. aren't good. That's like the big life lessons. Oh, totally. You know, your indomitable strength, your ability to persevere, your ability to create change, your ability to feel love. Like all of these things tend to really like show themselves during those periods um, where, you know, you can get complacent. I think that's what happened with me a lot, too, is like things were so amazing for such an extended period of time, I just got complacent. And I was yep. like, this is it. Like, this yeah. is all I'm at I the is. top of the mountain. I'm at the top of the mountain. There's no other mountains in the world that I'll ever want to climb. I'll just yeah. stay here. And it's like, that's, you're ready to die at that point. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. How are you going to coast through all these years you have ahead of you? <laughs> like being like, oh, well, I, I did it. You know? <laughs> and I've been in that place in my life, in my career. You know, you, you finish something that you really were trying to do for a long time. And you're like, um, all right, that's the thing. Right. Yeah, and I also <laughs> think that we have goals and dreams that we've set for ourselves from even way back when you were a kid that you forget about them, but because you believed and desired that, you're still being pulled on that track. So if you let up or yeah. kind of give up, so to speak, on that without realizing it's an unfulfilled subconscious desire, yeah. that's also when things get crazy. That's when you're going to get knocked on your ass because it's like, hey, buddy, 
wake up. You still have all this shit you want to do. You think this is what your life is going to be. Yeah. Like you're wrong. Like I'm, I, I will show myself that this is not the correct path for as long as I need to until I get back on it. And I think I'm starting to realize like when we do go through periods where we feel like we're stuck or we're not getting what we want or it's harder than it was, or it's just hard to do period. Like those are very functional states of mind. Yeah. When you rebel against them and you push them away and say like, no, I don't want this. This sucks. Yeah. It'll just perpetuate it. But if you just accept like, hey, there's probably some deep down thing that I know in my heart I really want to do. And if I'm not taking steps to do that actively, you will kind of be shown over and over again. You got to do that thing. And yeah. I, I really just feel like that everyone has that. There's some deep desire they have in their life and it could be a simple thing it doesn't have to be like some grand extraordinary thing um but if you don't pursue that that's where you get in this like weird rut and like feel like life is happening to you rather than like living the experience it's it's definitely you know i i wish there were other routes one could go through to learn these things but apparently there's not it's this just going just, through your 30s yeah you know? <laughs> it's like you get into your 40s and you're like what is all this what I the know. fuck is going on and what what set all this in motion like that's a good thing to like wait what's the wisdom from of your 40s now that i'm talking to two men in their 40s <laughs> i don't know i'm like no it just got in here I'm, I'm only two in. years in but um i'm like thinking back i'm like well i've been doing this for a while now i'm probably halfway through this thing yeah uh, well, it all got started. I mean, at least what I do now, the, the, the shape of my life right now started with a fucking teacher telling tell me I was good at video stuff. That's it. It was like some, well, like somebody that I, like an older person that I trusted that wasn't like my parents being like, you're good at this. And I'm like, yeah. And it just gave me that little bit of a uh, Trey Turner confidence. And I was like, I am good at this. Positive just reinforcement. kept telling myself I'm good at this, even though I wasn't doing it. I was still going to school. I was just kept telling myself that's what I'm doing. That's, this is what I'm doing. Oh, it didn't work. I'll try it from from this angle. Oh, that didn't work. Uh, I'll try this. Like, it's like imagination. It's so easy to forget how valuable positive reinforcement is. I remember yeah. we were dating the first girl we ever throupled with. I saw how she like Sean could do no wrong. And she was just like this beam. I mean, it all changed. But at the beginning, no shit. <laughs> she was like very much like positive reflection and positive reinforcement. So even when he was like, I'm like, you're fucking giving this like cut this asshole a break like he's a fucking jerk what are we doing and she's like no he's the sweet and kind and all this stuff <laughs> i never and thought about me. that it so helped crazy. me it really helped him because i would be like wow you have like this magic touch like i was i learned so much through that dynamic of her being like seeing the best in sean and then sean rising to the occasion when someone saw the best in him yeah that's like uh and you can do it to yourself well that's the thing I, and I always do suggest for people who have a hard time doing it for themselves, you can bless anyone anytime. All you do is you imagine the best version of that person or them achieving what they want. Just You don't say anything to them. You don't say, well, I'm blessing you. I'm a miracle person. You're going to have all your dreams fulfilled. But you just think in your head. Like if you just run through your friends and family mm -hmm. once a week and do that, just see... Because what do you think is going to happen when everyone around you is in that state of like great things happening to them? Do you think your life is still going to be sort of in like a like that's a very easy hack 
for like getting your life to be raised up vibrationally is raise the people it's around you. It's a lot you. easier because we also have a hard time of like, oh, I don't deserve this it's love. It's myself, yeah. Like I don't, yeah. I well, you know, they deserve it because they've been good and they've done yeah. good things and I've done bad things. So I can't be like that towards myself or whatever. Which I mean, I think is a real issue that people <clears throat> deal with either consciously or subconsciously, not feeling deserving of things. That was my kind of like turbo boost, uh, you know, a few years ago is I just believed I deserved everything. There was no limit to what I deserved, And I, I know that still to be true, but then, you know, you, you grow up, you have life experiences, you have guilt, you have, you know, all of these things that you have to kind of process and deal with. And to really be able to come out of that with the mindset, of like, no, you're still deserving of every amazing thing. Like there's nothing, no one is irredeemable in terms of whatever actions they've done. Right. That was an isolated moment in time where that action took place. And yes, it may have shaped life. You could be a murderer. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. you're irredeemable and can't be a positive force of like love and good in the world, which is, it's you know. It's such a more interesting uh, lens to have on going through life is when everybody, like when everyone's trying to shit on each other and otherize and, and just being like looking for the nuance and looking for the positive and looking for the pattern. I mean, our and, fucking planet needs it, you know, not to be like, oh man, we're going down in smoke, but like, whoa, we're coming together. We're being more resourceful. We're um, being more responsible with our consumption choices. We are like finding community and connection through our prioritization of caring for earth. You know, there's a look how far we we're not barbarians anymore. And like, yeah, the United States perpetuates endless wars, but like we're more peaceful as people than we've ever been. We figured out how to live with each other and spread out these resources better than ever. And just to me, like kind of hanging my hope on like, we're just going to get better at that. You know, there might be setbacks, but we've only gotten better. I totally agree with that. I think it's, our species <clears throat> needs a little bit of this, a little bit of the like, hey, we're doing innovation. pretty good. Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah, <laughs> we are doing good. I think it's so easy to get. I mean, one thing that we know is true, and this isn't like, uh, you know, blaming any one sector or group or facet of society, but negative attention is easier to call than positive like affirmation and attention and it's not i wonder why that because, is well you need you need like three positive things said to you to like even out start to outweigh the one negative thing because it's like when you're scrolling something and there's some wild shit and maybe it's not even violent but it's just like some crazy shit happened or it's like some crazy storm or the fires or whatever it is it's gripping because I think mm -hmm. it taps into a deep part of us, which is like fight or flight. Like there yeah. is a natural primal response to seeing things that are kind of like shocking. Yeah. And we can't transcend our DNA. It's tough. <laughs> I mean, you need one of those Mexican aliens. Those are fake. By those the way, are right? look, they look they, so fake. They They're like, <laughs> it's, it's like, this is an alien in a wooden box. You know what I mean? It like, it looks, and it's like supposedly a thousand years old. I, I mean, I, I believe I choose to believe. I no, like that no. they're sending the DNA sample around to be uh, tested. Looked at. Well, I mean, that's the best part of it. I yeah. mean, Are so there... apparently I didn't know this. I thought the Mexican government was presenting these. It's just a dude. And he's <laughs> done this before and been debunked like three times. Yeah. So it was, it's like almost the equivalent of like a Parks and Rec episode <laughs> oh where like God. some dude just stands up like Patton Oswalt <laughs> starts talking about like a Marvel movie for 30 minutes. It's kind of like that. Yeah. It's not like the government. I like, want to believe. And I looked at it and I was like, I can't. There's like nothing. I was like insane. They look 
ridiculous. They look ridiculous. They look made out of mud. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, well, like, think about how a thousand-year-old corpse would be. Well, yeah. I mean, have you they, seen these things? Yeah, I saw them. No, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not even that they're like encased in this stuff that preserved them perfectly for no. a thousand years, whatever. It's just the way they look is such. It's like exactly how you would imagine an alien to look just based on what you've the seen. The way the yeah, eyes yeah. are like. It's, yeah. the it's like E.T. It looks like a mini E.T. I was like, Someone got me on Reddit. They like posted a, a still from E.T. And they were like, aliens confirmed this up government put up. And then the first comment was mods confirmed uh, this is real. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. It was like one of those green <laughs> oh my badged God, mods. So and I was like, what? And I had to keep reading it. Someone was like, this is Steven Spielberg. Like, yeah, this know, is a movie from Thank God for those 80s. people who like will say the thing. Unlike Sean, who will just double down and fuck with oh, everyone on the oh, internet. Oh, yeah. you have to almost. Yeah. I mean, it, but I, I mean, aliens, I do think are real. I think there are extraterrestrial beings. I think they're more likely interdimensional, mm-hmm. like interdimensional. I don't think these things are flying or bending time and space and ending up here. I think they like pop through dimensions. Is that like bending time and space though? It is. But I mean, it's, it's not like, uh, I don't think they're voyaging here in the way in physical bodies and physical bodies in that same way. Yeah. I mean, I think that's our only way to perceive this because it's how we do stuff. Yeah. Right. It's like how we get, like you get on a plane and you go to the place, which also, by the way, is just like a very weird, like whenever you're in that plane, and you just end up in a different place. Yeah. It is like still trippy. Oh, yeah. Like you know you're theoretically flying from a place to get to yeah. a place, and that's how it's coordinated and it works. But it's just like a weird like you but, are. But like you're saying that that because that's what we do, right. we it stifles our creativity as to what they're able to do. I think like once we unlock uh, interdimensional teleportation ourselves, we'll be like, oh, that's what the, that's what those were. That's what this is. Okay, wow, yeah, we're being communicated with by other species throughout time and space this is crazy they figured out how to do that now we know how to do it so my mom was doing this thing where there's like a meditation that they try to tell you that you can do about visualizing the aliens like oh. giving the aliens coordinates coordinates oh, to where yeah, you sure. live That's... with different monuments we don't like, want people spying us on our phones give the aliens our fucking gps come help us yeah out. yeah but yeah. you just do it through your mind you know because they have access to that and then you just um I was like, Mom, you need to chill. <laughs> I love that. Well, we gave her DMT once. Oh, that and, was You know, because she was talking about wanting to meet the aliens. And we're like, oh, smoke this. How did it go? My mom is the woman in uh, in uh, Independence Day on the roof oh, with the sign. <laughs> totally. <laughs> what, uh, she, how did she react to the DMT? Too cool for school, really. Really? Yeah, I mean, she did it. And she was like, I thought it would be different. She had, She was completely in like the palace of visuals. Yeah, and she's like she, even if I turned my head, it was the. You she know. was just the completely like just like engrossed. She was hovering above like an ancient city that was like sparkling wow. or whatever, and I was like, "You were with the aliens. You were. You realize you were one of them. Yeah, you know, and you got yeah. to see like a little bit of their bird's eye perspective on things, but." um I think it was too fast for her to. to it's very fast. It's too fast for anyone. Honestly. The only thing that the reason I don't have like a full desire to do it again like i'm at the point where i'm past the negative experience i had last time like that's not restricting me the speed of it i like to be able to have some conception and understanding yes of what i'm experiencing so even if i just did it a few times i could have like an understanding of what this was the people i know who have done it the most 
it doesn't seem like you get that much bigger of a picture of what's going on because it's such rapid journeys to and from. That's the only thing that kind of like, uh, I think why I don't get deeper into something like DMT at this point. It was, it's so rapid that people would come over to our apartment and be like, I want to try DMT. And I'm like, I'll smoke it first. You know what I mean? Like, I'll show you. I'll show you how it's It's not a big deal. But yeah, to try to deduce any anything out of there other than I'm grateful for this life and this reality yes. and these senses. And, and this reality is not what I think it is. Yeah. Yes. You know, when you see it like pixelated come together and come right. back together, you're like, all right. I mean, like DMT, it would be like taking someone out on a boat and like holding their head under the ocean for fucking two minutes and then pulling them out and be like, what do you have to say? Exactly. It's like, I couldn't breathe. There was a lot yeah. of weird shit going. Like, exactly. what? You know what I mean? And like to expect to to try to build some sort of spiritual structure around that. It's like, it can be done, but yeah, it's too it's bad a, that. Oh, what was that X, that thing that was DMT X DMT, it's happening. Is it? <laughs> I think it's currently it happening. DMT I, I don't like they it. They figured out a way to just Extend keep it. It's, yeah. Where it wasn't someone a chain could stay mouse. in there. Mouse was going to do it. He was going to do did. it. He did the, the blockers and then he had to take it off. He put all that paint, the MAOI inhibitors that basically stop you from flushing it out of your system. They use this like, uh, whoa, iridescent paint they put on people in like shamanic cultures we got to meet him and talk to him about some of this stuff because anytime i talk about it i'm talking out my ass but basically there's a thing called dmtx where they figured out how to keep you in that state and you could stay in there for up to months but what would you like how do you function like how do you that's the thing like that's why i kind of get i think there are aliens the people that have volunteered to do this are traveling a multiverse that we don't have access to there are aliens i think other people are coming across them like what the fuck right like (laughs) oh you guys are starting to figure this (laughs) that's how it felt you're starting to figure out the chemical technology to travel these because i've had other i've heard other people say this but i i've had this feeling where like alien energy comes up to me looks under my hood and is like you're cool. I've had the exact same. You fucking know, thing. like you're cool. Like, and then you know that's where those entities be like, "Why are you back here again?" Yeah. <laughs> so where the aliens pop into their dimension? For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. We 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 do it also just when we go to sleep and dream. Like those are realities. Like, yeah. The trick is recognizing that the same way you perceive a dream, even though the rules and the way they operate isn't like here this is also a dream. Like mm. this is a very specific way of perceiving reality that is very dreamlike and you can manipulate the dream and people do it all the time, whether it's through drugs or introspection or meditation yeah. or, you know, pursuing something they're passionate about. Like there are rules to this dream that can be kind of manipulated lucidly if you kind of get what they are. It's just so convincing of a place that it's so easy to forget that it is just a sphere of consciousness like any others. And that's why I think people do gravitate towards psychedelics is because, you know, you don't have to completely go to a different world. You can just see this one kind of operating in a different way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Shane is an interesting guy because I feel like he, he definitely comes out on a different end of the spectrum in terms of what that all means Mm. and like what is going on. Cause he is very, um, resistant to the idea of like any of that being objectively real, like yeah. any reality outside of what his brain chemistry is creating. But, you know, I, I also know from speaking with him a couple of times that he's had those experiences that completely shatter that as a concept. And it's like, how do you integrate that into a science mm. fact, physiologically based way of looking at the world? 
I find to be, he's a really interesting guy. I mean, for all of the Twitter beefs we've had over the vaccines <laughs> over the years, um, he's really an interesting guy. Yeah, I should hit Shane up. He's always doing pretty cool stuff. And he's going to be in New York at the end of October at that place we were telling you about. Oh. Yeah, we should, we should pop I'll in. I'll hit him up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cause he's, he's a very interesting guy. He, he, I always like talking to him because we, we differ on so many things, but are interested and hang out with like a lot of the same people. So it's like yeah. a very, yeah, it's a cool guy to have in your orbit. Yeah. I don't know enough about him, but I appreciate that there is a person out there like that, you know, yeah, I it's think taken it's, away further that's than someone's I like, I would to. go into DMT X world. Yeah. I mean, and he, he definitely was institutionalized because yeah. of it. that's the yeah. price you pay. Sometimes I was pretty far out there in my twenties, my early twenties, late teens, well, let's just say teenage years to the 20s, I was very, I mean, I was doing acid or mushrooms probably on average during a seven-year period once a week, multiple times, many weeks. And like you ping yourself out there, you, yeah. you start to perceive things quite differently. Um, Especially at that age. Uh, yeah, your brain is still developing. Yeah, I mean, I, I did a lot of acid back when I was 15. Yeah, you're, and you're just melting away any progress it makes in developing how to navigate this world. You I know? had to really get into a place of like, I want to do acid so I can have a more grounded experience within reality. Not so I can not be grounded and not present here. You know, more pre bring it so it's I'm more present here. Yeah, I think that's why I like microdosing because it keeps it in that nice threshold of like, you're here, but your perception is a little bit tweaked. I like that too. Yeah, when you're 15, I mean, you're, you're still forming your conception of self. And then when it gets blown apart over and over again, you definitely start to perceive the world a little bit differently yeah. than most people around you. Mm -hmm. But I don't think in a bad way. I think it was definitely an expansive thing that I would totally do again. It's just um, growing up. It's really growing yeah. up. And like I feel like now that the younger generations, like this is so like acid and mushrooms is like how weed was to us I it's know. like it's just part of their life yeah. and i just feel like they've grown up so much quicker than like i don't know me and my friends did not having access I mean, to this stuff you combine psychedelics with the internet and the speed <sighs> of which it works now i mean these kids are like i can't even imagine what that is like is like a first time journey into psychedelic space and having your phone i, know. I remember the first time <laughs> yeah. i did mushrooms this wasn't even that long. It was like probably eight, nine years ago when I had a real iPhone, like a cell phone. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. Like, what is yeah, this? Yeah. Like, what a crazy thing to have. I thought I invented all it. I was like, oh, I, I was did. like, oh, I invented this. <laughs> I love that. Three, three, three. I built it. In a, I built in a it. fucking <laughs> weird way. You did. You like, did. Uh, you know, like. Yeah, that I was what, so far out that I was, yeah, being able idea to for see. It. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's where it gets trippy is I do really fundamentally believe that our sense of I am is what we would call God or identify as God through any of the traditions. And what that means is that, yes, we share a collective space. We can interact with each other. But what it really means is you are creating everything around you. Like literally, and it's, you don't want to get egotistically wrapped up in that because then it can, you get on this whole weird trip. Like I'm Jesus. I'm the only Jesus I invented it. But like you, you are creating your reality with your consciousness at every single moment you perceive it. That's yeah. true. Like that is not, uh, there's not really some outside thing here 
that is concrete and real. We just know that from like basic quantum physics that what we perceive is solid and structurally there ain't really there. Like it's doing some other stuff and it, it's weird to think about, but that is what is happening. And I think what I've been trying to focus on, I guess, for the majority of my life, if not my whole life, is how to operate in that space gracefully and in a way that does kind of tap into what I believe is the supportive element of all that, which is unconditional love. Like it is yeah. just this feeling of like pure love. It's hard mm. to describe in any other way. Um, and it doesn't always feel like that, obviously, but I do believe that's the supportive mechanism that allows this to take place because it's a wild thing to do for like a unity consciousness to not only fracture off and into an infinite number of different parts and perspectives, but also, also to give selective amnesia to -hmm. yourself the entire time. And that's what I think we're experiencing. And it's a cool game. If Mm -hmm. you think about it, it's nothing really more than that. It's just like a cool game experiment thing. Like how can you find your way back to the source of what it was and like replay this cyclically? Um, Cause that's, that's as, as best as I can tell, that's exactly what life is. Like it is, it is just this ultimate realization or path towards a realization that you are a divine consciousness experiencing itself from a certain perspective or being mm. like awareness, which is, you know, let's not waste it. It's a very sacred responsibility that can, you can get overwhelmed by, but it's like yeah. more, there's, there's ways to have fun with it and be more playful about it. And that's, that's the key. I think, I think, when you start taking any of this stuff too seriously, you miss the fundamental point of like why you're probably experiencing life. Like you're, yeah. you're no one is going through life truthfully, even psychopaths. You're not trying to create more suffering as your base goal or, or motive in life. Like that's not anyone's natural, even I'm not even talking about other people for yourself. Yeah. You may be a fucking sadistic motherfucker, but like even for yourself, you're trying to achieve or fulfill or experience some sense of alleviation of suffering, you know, whatever it is. Um, so that should tell you something about what your core motives and drives as like a person is Absolutely. Like, just like no one has that in them. As far as I know, I, I can't imagine that just because it's not what people naturally gravitate. To. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I think it's why it's so important to be in touch with your desires and where they're coming from. And because so much of your, like for me, when I really zoom out, I'm like, my desires informed my personality and my personality informed every being I've ever come in contact with, you know? So like, it, it, to me, that's like the most tangible way of thinking about in a zoomed out way, what you're talking about with imagination is like, my desires, the things I wanted to do from a young age, like be a filmmaker, informed the way my personality started to uh, crystallize. And when my personality started to crystallize, it started to attract other personalities like that. And then we could get some shit done. Right. And look what my whole life has become. Yeah. And, you know, it started with this, this base desire of, uh, to create and express myself and maybe get my parents' attention through films. <laughs> and, a, and a teacher came along and said, you should do that. And my whole life has been uh, like a reflection from that. You know, like it just ev- everything has, 
it's so crazy. I don't really think about this that often, so it's blowing my mind yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm like, fuck, like so much about the way our life shakes out has to do with the personality that formed around the desire to to be rich or to get a lot of girls or to get your fucking shit seen or yeah. to travel a lot or to be very successful at this or to solve some crazy math problem. And it's like when you get in touch with those desires, I think you can get in touch with where they're coming from and you can start to play with this a little bit and you can start to say like, well, let's reverse engineer it. What type of people do I want in my life? Right. You know, which I don't think a lot of people think about. It's I mean, main myself thing. included, but like it should be some aspect of your in your awareness that like, who who do I want to be surrounding myself with? Like what? Yeah. Who are the people? who? Because that is going to influence and shape. I want chill motherfuckers. So I have to be a chill motherfucker. Yeah. And I that, that desire gentleman. comes from not having a chill childhood and not right. really feeling like I had the spaciousness totally. to chill. Now I do. Totally. And I'm going to be chill so I can find the other chill ones. And it works. It really does because it is ultimately an energy exchange between you and like whatever else is out here perceived. And that is how you attract things towards you is like you, you know, you are sending the coordinates to the other aliens. <laughs> That's here. what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 and yeah. for me, the coordinates like to meet Cass was uh, having this weird desire in high school and fucking going through all the paces and then having a job and being like, fuck that job. And finally getting to a place where I put out a short film and Cass saw it. And that way, when we saw each other, there was already something to work with. And what, what could have been just like a passing crush, like, oh, that waitress is hot or like that, that dude's cool. Yeah. Turned into like a thing that like solidified right then and there. You know, because her personality, her whole life was working towards that moment, and so was mine. That's and then it's what like, it is. That's the big what it bang. is. It's vibrationally like attuning yourself to a frequency that you can recognize, even if not consciously. Like this is like a meaningful, destined kind of interaction, and it's very clear from the start. I mean, I had the same thing with Denise, and I was like, obviously not looking for a relationship i had just gotten out of i a remember I, I was not I was you like, were oh. poly i was so ready like, to fuck. So i was poly. like i'm gonna fuck everything you like, were saying I, you were bi-coastal bisexual poly yeah, yeah, i don't yeah, know yeah. if you were I was, bisexual but no, you were definitely no. bi-coastal i was definitely like so ready to fuck like you know every girl who was out there i was like oh this is amazing and then, what was it two weeks yeah two weeks yeah i got into a relationship with someone by the way who could not have also been more not looking for a relationship like her entire previous history was someone who was like constantly trying to escape or not be in and she was in one yeah she was in one too she was just ending it and it was like i don't know how it happened but i think you know and it was because i put out the podcast that's what she was doing she she told me this last time we were there too like she was on the yacht in turkey really not enjoying where she was like in life and just like what had happened and was listening to the podcast and was like, yeah, this guy really seems like he knows what he's talking about. And you know, then she has to have the ultimate disappointment of actually being in a relationship with me, which you, Cass, everyone knows. Trust me, it's the funniest thing. Anyone, I don't even think of it for me because I didn't have Sean on that big of a pedestal when I met him. But every girl who's dated him since me is... Of course. It's the funniest thing to experience in life. And every like human. dude is here. Every You've heard it a million times. If people only knew who you actually oh, were. Yeah. I like, try to warn people. I'm like, And Look. I try to warn people too. I try to be like Joking. as upfront, yeah. as honest. Like, I am not whatever you imagine me to be as a persona 
trust that if you really get to know oh, me, yeah. like I'm, it's not I'm that. tragically human. And I like yeah. Cass gives that warning label to people. Like <laughs> she's like, just so you know, like I know you think he's some sort of special. But he's also person. like better than that. Of you know course, what I mean? Of but, but no, but like the best you could imagine about Sean, he's better than that. That's of why course. I fucking keep him very close to me at all times. And, and you is, warn others. <laughs> no, and it's smart. Like you, you do need that human aspect of being fallible and like vulnerable like that has to be a component of like your personality on some level because if not you're just ego tripping and you're buying into like your own bullshit all the time which never works out because that's not what a person is no huffing one... your own jankum there's yeah. no way to get through <laughs> life huffing your own jankum jankum was what it was like shit yeah. and like not was, was it is it was just shit it shit was something else shit and piss. fermented that was it yeah that's a that's an easy way to get high God. to hallucinate yeah if you guys do it tell us about it you know Jankum. the jankum bros oh my God. <laughs> this more boys club territory but oh I, I see what you're saying like it's just you you have to have this part of you that is just like you don't but you don't make that the focal point of your awareness you're not saying i'm not this thing i'm not that I have to be so humble no you should be able to like celebrate your successes and victories and like awesomeness but yeah nothing like a a relationship to to show you how fucked well, up you actually are well as fucked up and confused as she is exists within you because all like as fucked up as you are exists within us you know it's like we're all as balanced not maybe i like to think we're all as balanced and confused in this whole jumble of a thing you can go listen it's a spectrum right it's yeah. at any point you can be more confused or more composed like that's definitely everyone experiences that in life and you know i think people like feeling more confident and composed than they do confused but the confusion is also again it's like i really like the more i think about this stuff the more annoying it is when you listen to like all of the mystics being like, everything is perfect. Everything is grace. Like everything is great. You're like, no, it's not. This sucks. Like how yeah. that's not true. But then you really start to realize like even confusion, it puts you in a state of like bewilderment or yeah. like where grace. You, yeah. Yes. That's where you can actually find answers or wisdom to things that maybe if you were just logically and thoughting, you, you knew exactly thinking, you know exactly how to do it all the time. I like thoughting. That's a nice word. Mm. That you knew how to do this thing. You're going to miss shit all the time because you're getting your tunnel vision and not being able to like have a multi-perspectival view. So like even the confusion aspects of life, like I don't want to reside there. I don't want to dwell in confusion. But You're going to be there anyway. You might as well value it. it. (laughs) Well, do you know this this thing about uh, lobsters? Uh, I'm, I'm not talking about some Jordan Peterson I know, shit. I know you're not. This, <laughs> isn't, not. this isn't Jordan Peterson. But lobsters, um, basically, they have this, like, this very squishy inside, like, that we love eating. We Your feast bugs. on it, you know? Yeah, they, they have this, and they, they have this very protective hard shell outside. Yeah. But the inside of them is so vulnerable. And so when the inside grows, it hits up against this hard shell. And what yes. they have to do is they have to go away for a little bit and shed their shell. It's a very painful process, actually. They have to outgrow their shell. They shed it, and they grow another one. Wow. These motherfuckers do this four, five, six times in their life. Yeah, they can be 100, 100 years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. But, you know, they basically have to grow and they have to reform that shell. And there's a time when they're very again. vulnerable. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a time when they're not presentable. We're going through the same shit. Yeah. We just don't give ourselves the space to do it. And we chemically hijack that process with opioids, alcohol, fucking caffeine, stimulants, Adderall, whatever, you name it we fucking chemically hijack that which is a very natural process 
where it, things ebb and flow. Like, you know, like women get to experience it every month. But we're doing that. If you really zoom out and, and over the course of your life, like we're doing that. Like we're probably both of us, because like we were saying it before we got on here, like, God damn, like what the fuck? Can't things work out? Like we're just in that part. Like we're in our 40s now. Like we have to grow a different kind of shell. And we're shedding that 30s like version of ourselves. And when we cling to those old versions of ourselves, I think that's where you, you're ripe for drug addiction and just I, whatever. I, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and I think there been there, done that. I think there has been uh, a very interesting time where people around their 40s right now, we just have this weird timing with what is collectively going on. Because I know people in their 20s, in their 30s, in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s, in their 70s, 80s, who are all going through this kind of weird, vulnerable, rebuilding yeah. our exoskeleton again. It's just we happen to be doing it at a point which is, you know, the midway point of a life now. So it's like on top of that, there's this Even regular that, existential midlife thing going on. We anyway. have a cultural like way to compartmentalize and toss that off. It's midlife crisis. Chill. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, yeah, but I was having this dumb. moment last night cause there was this concert I really wanted to go to. This is hilarious. I was, <laughs> why is it, it hilarious? No, no I know. The situation it's, I, is yeah, yeah. so funny. Let's hear it. Did I already tell you? Well, no, let's hear it. I was so sad cause I was like, Sean had been a little wild and I want to be wild and I want to have a great time and I want to party and like whatever. It starts in a line for us to go to this show. We were supposed to, we well, we were like, I had a weird little rendezvous in the city yesterday and I came back and like, we were going to maybe go see Dinosaur Jr. down in Asbury Park. Cool. And so, $35 tickets, not like hugely expensive. Wow, that's just like, cool that's pretty cheap. Show. Like awesome. We fucking worship this band. I yeah. love Asbury Park. We love Asbury Park. Um, and that's in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the yeah, yeah. Right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And because of my little rendezvous in the city, Cass didn't think I would have the energy. So she wasn't really like trying to push it, but she yeah. secretly really wanted to go. And I'm just yeah. like going on with my night, like whatever. And I could see she's like really bummed out. Aww. And then at some point, she goes back to the room and she comes out and she's a completely different person. And I'm like, what happened? She's like, the show got canceled. <laughs> she's like, they have COVID. And which was my hesitation to go to the show. Oh. I, was, I was like, I heard COVID's crazy. I don't want to be in an indoor sweaty thing. Like, and she's like, yeah, it, it got canceled. And, and, but she was like, I still don't have that. Yeah. Like, you still want to do this stuff. We're so entwined that like me going and getting my rocks off, like makes it so now she really it has to, you know what I that mean? That makes like, sense. And w the perfect thing for both of us is like, let's go to a loud punk show. Like this is this is our medicine, and it got canceled. So instead, what do we do? I did drugs and watched YouTube. You That's know, like the concert the on YouTube. Yeah, I was like, let's watch Dinosaur do. Junior anyway. And I pulled up a beautiful yeah, pro shot set of them from 1997. And Cass went into a K hole, and then I played a Melvin's set for you. Like we watched Melvins. three. We watched the Viagra Boys, the Melvin's, the reason, and Dinosaur Junior instead of I, just one band. Exactly. But the reason <laughs> I brought this up was mainly to say, COVID is still fucking here. I was having like in a K hole, like this kind of like. What the fuck? Like our lives, everyone's lives got so de I don't want to even call it derailed, but just like bizarro land. It's so true. Yeah, Cass was like literally just like quietly in a K-hole and we're just vibing out to the music and then she's just like, fucking COVID is well, such a bummer. And well, it was like, it was so such an obvious thing to say, but like neither one of us have said it in three years. And it's still like, going on. It's still a bummer. What the fuck is this? Let's talk about this stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I read 
RFK Jr.'s book and all this stuff. So I went deep down that rabbit hole and he's not an anti-vaccine at all like it's very rational stuff he's proposing and well he you're a russian a very, asset if you're saying yeah <laughs> and he's and he's very compelling in his arguments and it's very much scientifically backed it's not you know we love weird him stuff. i don't even but, know but i love him um he should support medical i am all. now yeah. of the opinion <laughs> that covid is obviously not what we thought it was it's obviously not the same level of fear and kind of panic around it but the consciousness behind lockdowns distancing masking being fearful of a virus all of these things that consciousness does seem to be a real test for people's innate desire to live a life of freedom and flexibility and like joy without it being restricted by some top-down force. Now, I do think we should be mindful and aware of infectious diseases I mean, and of course. pandemics. I don't even but... mean to scare people, but like a lot of younger people are now having like heart attacks or well, why do you think Do you think it's because of the COVID or I the think vaccine? it's both. It's... I think it's both. Because they got a weird, mysterious, lab-grown disease. I think that's and, true. Or they got a fucking weird, mysterious, fucking for-profit vaccine. Right. Like, I, I think know, it's both. Way, I don't think either one. I, our I body think... wasn't ready for this. Yeah. I I don't, again, I, I, I do believe this too. It's not a consensus view, but our willingness to believe that there is a virus or a vaccine that can jeopardize our immune system is what allows it to happen. Do you know why yeah. so many people die of cancer? It's not even the cancer themselves. I just recently saw this with a relative disease. It's when you go and you get a test and the doctor comes back and say, you have cancer. Here's your prognosis. You believe the doctor because he's the doctor in the code and knows the stuff and has a thing and you believe it mm -hmm. and that's it. And you make your choice then and there. I'm going to fight this thing. I'm going to beat it or I'm going to fucking, you know, and I'm not saying everyone who dies of cancer believed that they were going to die of it. But like there's a huge element of your internal subconscious beliefs that shape your life that doesn't turn off at any point. I might. That's why I like placebo is so uh, powerful. Of course. And this is what I always believe with COVID, which is why I didn't get vaccinated in the first place is that I I'm going to be fine. My family is my dad got COVID. I think once or twice, all of the risk factors you could have for being uh, comorbidity, all of them, like all of them. He got it lighter than every every single no, person. I've seen my, my dad do it too. My dad is like, the, most, the most unhealthy person I've and ever I, known. And like, exactly. I believe that because I even got these three vaccines, my body is strong and I'm going to be fine. And I believe that, you know, That's I, I made is. that decision even getting the vaccine. Like, okay, this could be as bad or worse for me than COVID, but I believe in my future and I believe and yeah, I'm making the best decision for I can and right now fine. in the way I'd defeat. You know what I mean? But that's beyond beyond that. It's more just like, fuck, I was just thinking of a friend who like is a musician and wants to like do live performances and like that COVID really just shifted the energy for a lot like of people. Right when for... this chick was going to come into her own and probably get out there and be performing, like all of a sudden there's like that vibe just completely changed. And it ruined yeah. a lot of entertainment for years. Yeah. I think we're at the point now where collectively we're just going to be like, no, like, I don't, this isn't, 
this isn't it. Like, it's and already I know, happening, yeah. Yeah, because people, Cause you're going to get COVID whether you want well, to not we learned, get it. It's right? like it's yeah. coming for us all. It's like, do you want to get it early in the season so you have immunity or what are we trying to do here? <laughs> or is it even that big of a deal? Like, you know what exists and kills a lot of people every year? The flu. How yeah. worried about the flu are you as Alcohol. someone who's under 70? <laughs> Alcohol, anything. Like, Well, I think we should just also be talking about like, look, there are things that are requiring us to have a healthier lifestyle and make healthier lifestyle decisions. And, you know, like... Sean's dad has had to confront because of probably long uh, COVID case of pneumonia. Really, finally, after Quitting 26 smoking. years of yeah, COPD, you gotta, quit you gotta, smoking. You got to like, take it seriously, yeah. which isn't the worst thing. If And again, I mean, I look at smoking the same way. Listen, smoking objectively, scientifically, is not good for your health. But there are people who just fundamentally believe subconsciously on a deep level. They may even not consciously believe it that I'm going to be fine. That's my dad. And those people are fine. <laughs> and, and ultimately, I guess he is. And it like, here's the thing. Such like, a pain in the ass. I, it, I, I don't even want to admit it. No, but he's not. I've started giving him a hard time because he starts, you know, no, losing people, his fucking mind. No, I mean, it happens. But like, the truth is, is like, all this goes, at least in my mind, to reaffirm is that you really are the captain of your ship. And the more you can be in tune with your ability and agency to direct your life towards where you would like it to go and what you would like it to be, you don't have to worry yeah. about all these other things. Yes, if there are lockdowns across the world and the country, you will probably be restricted. My only counter to that is... <laughs> I was flying to Turkey during COVID multiple times because it was one of four countries that was open to international travel, yeah. which is insane. It it's just crazy. happens to be yeah. where my partner is from. And like, I'm not, look, I'm and not, we've had tons I'm of stuff such like that. A, I'm such an optimist and such a like, look, that like I'm grateful for everything because I'm going to be grateful for everything. That is yeah. just like who I want to be. That's what I want to be. I'm grateful for this shift. I'm grateful how we've gotten closer. I'm grateful how we've gotten closer to your family. I'm grateful that we live with your family. Like, oh, yeah. there's so much that I can focus on the positive about this. I'm not even trying to... I just had a moment where I was just like, damn, like, this was... What a twist in reality and then feeling it was. like... Yeah, and having that zoomed out perspective where you're like, Fuck. On drugs, when you are someone who does drugs going into COVID and you're like, oh, I create my reality. Why the fuck did I, I create do? COVID? And that's... Because we but, needed a break. Well, I think it's two <laughs> things. I think, A, we needed a break. We needed a, sh a shake up. Focus and a, on and our a pattern interruption, yeah. number one. Number two, I do think, not to put this in like, you know, black and white terms, but I do think if we want to have lives of true freedom, like really freedom, like to do what we want, you're going to have to challenge this other energy that is the restrictive oh, kind yeah. of duality of that. And I do believe that that is an individual choice. I don't think collectively we will be living in a 1984 reality or some utopian version where everything is great. But I do think no, it's broken people's reality in a very powerful way which, where they didn't even have to take acid to be like, wow, this is all bullshit. And so that's the thing. Like, what do you want your life to look like and exist in that? Like, you now shape your own direction. Are you going to not go to a concert because there's COVID? Are you not going to travel because there's this situation or, you know, whatever it is? It doesn't even I mean, have to kind be of because I just in good conscience with Sean's dad, like. I do not want to put like it is not worth putting a increased risk in that household and like 
it's just part of about being like responsible family members making responsible decisions is not fun as they are and so we're going to an outdoor concert yeah so that's what we do it's like we say this is the situation these are the things we can't change but what we can do is have the most fun within that box and that's totally... that's why i'm doing drugs and watching youtube and having troubles and being weird and like you and know. i think that's all valid i i don't think people should be reckless if there are people who are vulnerable like yeah. I don't think you should just be like, well, my imagination creates everything. It's my reality. I'm just going to go fucking, you know, yeah. jump into the mouth of a lion. That's not. It sucks that it's infectious. What I'm s- suggesting. Well, here's what I truly believe. And this is not to say you should alter any of your decisions or your dad or anything else. Because I think there is a strong belief that this is something that could be harmful. Infectiousness is an idea, yeah. right? It is an idea that comes from a certain school of thought of medicine that is scientifically backed up in a lot of ways. But I remember everyone in my house uh, years ago when I was living with Alexis and the kids got the stomach flu. I didn't get the stomach flu. There was no good reason I should not have contracted right. this virus. I was, I was in throw up I'm around every possible thing that could be an infectious kind of vector. And I didn't get it. And it's not that um, – and I think the reason I didn't get it at the time I was taking this uh, probiotic Saccharomyces boulardii. I don't think that has anything to do with it, but I believed it was a prophylactic. It's placebo, yeah. I believed it. My yeah. magic little pills here prevented me from getting it. And I do think if you get enough people to like really fully grok that and understand it, that's when you can kind of start working within the seams and be like, everything is still okay. But it does require a strong amount of resolve. And yeah. if it's in a collective, like you're living with someone who has – Everyone has to believe that. It can't yeah. just be you being like, I'm not, you know, my dad's not going to get That's the thing about our household right. is my parents are, right. are fucking crazy right. MSNBC liberals right. who are like, what's the vaccine? More, right. more shots. We've luckily got them like, no more shots. No more shots. Like, yeah. like my mom's a critical thinker. She's like okay. looking at all the data points and she's like, the, okay. the vaccine doesn't help us. Yeah. Stop getting shots. Can, but go so, for it. No, I was going to. No, no, no. What, well, what I was going to say is in a, in a, in a much more, uh, in a way less controversial way, the, 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 and this is very tangible and provable because Cass can speak to it and she didn't believe me at first, but I used to have a completely debilitating cat allergy. Yes. And it affected my life so much more than you could think. I had to be choosy uh, totally. about where I went, when I went there, how, how long, long yeah. who I could even be around, who I would date. Totally. These kind of things like I was it was very much ever present. And when we first started taking ayahuasca, I was like, that's something I want to get over. So I was like, I'll just kind of run a little experiment on my own body and see if I can expose myself to take ayahuasca, expose myself to cats more and get rid of this. And I did. Yeah, that's what I and did. People hate hearing me talk about it. Like our friend, like Joey hates it because Joey's still in the midst of his cat. Allergy. Yeah, whatever allergy you have, <laughs> no one wants to hear that. But it's true. Yeah, he doesn't want to hear it. Like we went we went to film something with Joey and Drew. They both have terrible cat allergies. This place had tons of cats. And I was like, guys, you got to just get over it. I used to have the same thing. I used to have a cat allergy. I used to, like, really. There's this something about your body regenerating, obviously. Yeah, obviously, there, there's other stuff, other factors. Is there? Who knows? Or is that just something you yeah. believe? That's the thing, like. I gave it up. I gave up my cat allergy. And, like, and really cast it and believe it. But now she's seen it enough where she's I like, do believe it. it's true. You fucking healed that part of you. And this was just something, was, it's so deeply embedded. And reinforced by everyone around me, That's especially the the people you trust, like your parents. Of my mom, course. Sean's deathly allergic to cats. Totally. Sean's deathly allergic to cats. But you know, my, my whole life. Point. <laughs> How do you get to the point and operate from the space where every 
impression or thought or emotion or energy that's getting sent at you that you can then filter through whatever your personal kind of beliefs and boundaries are to believe what you want to believe. We don't realize how much we're getting bombarded with like radio signals go through our heads. Like yeah. the, all yeah. of the Wi-Fi goes through. Yeah. There's all of this stuff that we're being hit with that we don't realize that like we're just consenting to. So that resolve to like be as aware as possible about what your true beliefs are and why you believe those things can have like a radically profound beneficial effect on your life because then you start questioning. That was always my approach with COVID. I was like, it's what my belief is. Yeah. Right. At first it was like, I'm not going to get COVID. And then I kind of succumbed to a place where the perfect storm of situation happened where I got COVID, which is I came back from Turkey. My kids had it. I got it from my kids. I, I don't think if not for that specific thing, I still don't think I would have ever gotten COVID because yeah. I was just like, I'm not getting COVID, but my defenses were down. It was a situation that looked like I should hundred percent get COVID and then I got it. So it's, it's just trying to like, be like what overall, and I don't think you need to focus on such a granular level of like even getting COVID. It's just like, can you help me with something? Yes. Okay. Hopefully. So I think part of the reason sometimes I have a hard time with believing, trusting in my positive visions yeah. is because I've had so much anxiety and fear in my life and really imagined the worst case scenario happening a lot of the time and right. it's never happened never. so i'm like this is a preventative it's like a reverse jinx no it's just like because i've believed bad things would happen so much and they haven't happened that i have a lack of faith and that when i believe a good thing is going to happen like my oh it's like you know i see okay well the energies of believing something bad is going to happen are not the same as believing something good or beneficial. They're not even. They're yeah. not equally as strong because ultimately, and these are conscious beliefs. Let's be clear about that. Even if you do some like underworld digging through psychedelics or just introspection, the 95% of what we structures our lives and generates our lives is below our threshold of awareness. It's just... We don't have access to it. It is what it is. So that is ultimately what determines how your life goes. So even if you're consciously imagining or thinking about or dwelling about the worst possible things, that has a very like insignificant impact on what actually happens in your life. I would suggest, just based on knowing you, that you ultimately do believe good things are happening and that they are coming into your life. Even if your conscious mind comes in and be like, no, this could happen. This could be wrong. This could like, and I've seen that too. The impact that has is so in, it just doesn't have the same level of like power or thrust yeah. as that other part. So also what I would recommend is knowing that putting a lot of thought and attention and anxiety on something almost seems to have like a negative impact on it. Um, I, I would, stopped doing it. I don't. I don't imagine bad things happening anymore. But my, no. But you my, might be drawn there with anxiety at times. Look, I. It's what do you call it? Like my cash bank of evidence has been like. Oh, you spend so much time believing bad. Not this isn't how I work anymore. I try to imagine good things because I do have that belief. But I think what I feel the kink in my belief is knowing how many times I've imagined bad things that haven't happened. That yeah, my. That's, that's my cache of evidence is like, you know. Yeah, you're weighing data points, though. Like, you're weighting them 
incorrectly. E- yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, because how many times have you just like thought about something, like you said, bad where it didn't happen? Well, because anxiety and thoughts and they don't have the ability to create and shape your reality. They don't. What does is your internal. That's all the imaginal techniques are. They're just a. This method. is huge. This is a. This is something I'm surprised we haven't talked about yeah, before. This is like the reason they work is because you're spending time putting yourself in a state that is not thinking. It's like the first aspect of it is that state akin to sleep. This weird kind of way you do it before you go to bed. It's this weird drifty space where you're not kind of consciously creating the same type of thoughts you do throughout the day where you're just reacting or doing things or plans or whatever that state combined with this pure intention of a goal or of a desire combined with the actual playing through a scene that you are living through with vivid detail with the emotion and feeling that it has already happened that it's not you're doing it or you will do it but it's already something you're thankful for, grateful for, experiencing the rewards for, that is what actually creates our reality. We don't realize we're doing that all of the time because these thoughts and these perceptions and these deep kind of like generative things, they don't, we don't have the benefit. Once in a while, we'll be like, oh, oh, that feels like something. That feels like, that's what we call synchronicities too. That's like the they're always happening. It's just we click into them and be like, oh, ooh, interesting. I guess that is going on. Yeah. But we're always doing it. You can't stop that process from happening. But what you can do is place awareness on the fact that it is a process and then use it directionally. That's why you can imagine things and they transpire. You can think about this shit all day long. You can be like, I want to be rich. I want to be this. I want to be that. Oh, oh, I'm going to even think about it in my head and I'm watching it like a movie. That doesn't really do anything. It's these deep things that are running all the time. Yeah. No, it like, I I like dealt with like chronic ailments for a long time. Yeah. When Sean told me like, you're already healthy. And I started to really believe that is when I got healthy. I've seen that happen. It's weird that sometimes it needs to come from uh, outside. Well, because you don't have necessarily part of her. I don't know. You don't have the perspective on yourself all the time. It's like an eyeball trying to look at itself. Like you can't perceive what you're doing, and sometimes an outside voice of someone who knows you, or even just a perfect stranger, can give you that perspective. You're like, oh, okay. The trick is also recognizing that like everyone is a reflection of you as a divine kind of creative force. So like Mm -hmm. these are people relationships circumstances that you've placed in your life to remind you of this stuff and that's why i think if you look around whoever you are you can find a lot of instances where you're very kind to yourself you've operated with a tremendous amount of grace to allow yourself to get wherever you are even if things aren't perfect or not the way you want them to be right now give yourself a standing ovation hell yes give yourself a standing ovation. (laughs) truly like don't boo yourself like you know that's that's the thing like you do that gratitude, which can be hard to access at times, but if you're able to access it and remember, you do have very simple, replicable techniques, tools, modalities to affect change in your life, there's nothing that can stop you. There's no real permanent obstacle for getting whatever it is you want. And you will figure it out. And like, even if you know you're not doing the thing you're supposed to be doing now, 
imagine yourself as someone who does follow through, who does take the steps and watch. I mean, I find this to be particularly useful, even just like starting to exercise again. Two weeks ago, I was going to say this before the idea of getting on a treadmill or doing a bunch of push ups or using the kettlebells. I was like, I just don't have the energy. I can't do this. I can't imagine doing this. It's going to be so hard. As soon as I flipped, I didn't flip that I was going to be exercising. What I imagined, I used the mirror technique, is because I'd used it before and it worked perfectly. I remember like the time where I was actually doing the thing I imagined. You look at yourself in the mirror, and this doesn't just have to be with like physical stuff. And I was like, oh, this is how you want to look. This is not more importantly than how you want to look. This is how you want to feel. This yeah. is how much energy you want to have. This is how much act action you want to have in your life are you imagining something then what you are are you imagining exactly what you are and you're seeing who you are and you're like you're perfect yes you do you the mirror works so well because a it actually gets you one step to remove from the process of having to do the imaginal technique which a lot of people get hung up on it's like i can't it's hard so everyone can imagine themselves looking in front of a mirror so it's a really easy way to get yourself in a state where you're doing something powerful you're not actually in front of a mirror you're imagining yourself you're imagining yourself looking in front of a mirror it's an imaginal mirror okay you can get crazier with it you can put mirrors all around you if you want to do like the infinity mirror but just start with the one mirror (laughs) so then you see yourself yeah basically (laughs) you see yourself with it could even be like with money or whatever but for physical well-being you see yourself the way you want to see yourself you feel the way you want to feel. And you're having two things My going ass on is here. so tight. Yeah, whatever it is. Like, you just feel, like, exactly the way. And it helps if you've been in that state before and you kind of have a reference point. But if you <laughs> don't, it doesn't matter. You can, you know, imagine what another person who you know, like, seems like they feel really good, what they feel like. You can appropriate that. But it has this ability to kind of – you'll feel it when it's working. Like, there is – I don't know if you ever experienced this when you're doing like, I don't know what to call it, but like energy work or something, but you can feel when you're actively like tuning the stuff. You're like, oh, I'm actually doing it now. Like I'm not just the, it's not just like a figment of my imagination. Mm -hmm. That's some fake thing. I'm really doing it. You will feel when you do it. When you see yourself in the mirror, you will feel when you feel the emotion, let it go. That's it. That's all you have to do. The day, maybe it was the day or within 48 hours, I was getting on the treadmill. I was at first walking for an hour. And then, like, three days in, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can jog. Like, I don't know why I think I can't jog on this. I was imagining myself I've been smoking. I gained weight. It's going to be so hard. I'm going to be so – it's going to be so difficult. It wasn't at all. I was just fucking jogging on an incline, like, no fucking problem. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And you feel good. The great thing about exercise is it is a natural dopamine. Like, you do feel amazing. and You feel powerful. And I remembered when I was really, like, flowy – with like all the stuff on the podcast and music, I was waking up at like five thirty in the morning yeah. and going for a jog every single day. I'm like, all and right. It's not like your little inner bitch wasn't existent back then. You exactly. were just you were just slaying it and not letting it take over the show. Exactly. And so like whatever it is you have to do to like everyone should have some conception of like what they're like when they're in a flow state and just take stock of what you're doing at that time. Yeah. It could be drugs. It could be yeah. like, I recently was rediscovering how amazing ketamine is. Like I hadn't done it yeah. for two years. I didn't touch ketamine Same. I didn't do it for two yeah. fucking years. And I was just like, Oh yeah. Like I used to use this as a tool, not for escapism, not for getting numbing emotions, but for getting into a highly creative state. And sometimes where... that is the tool you need. Yeah. Is to escape. Which is totally... sorry, I'm just defending my behavior. Last no, night. escape. <laughs> no, and like escape is totally fine. Like escape is also introspection and getting in touch with yourself. And ketamine, ultimately, anyone knows who does it. You're not escaping shit. 
Like you may be pinging yourself yeah. no. away from reality, no. but whatever is there is still going to be there. Totally. And it gives you an opportunity to deal with it. Just to like reflect um, on it differently. Yeah. Different and I mean, I, I probably should have known that when I had that DMT ketamine thing that I was here, I should have known that that was a line of demarcation because yeah. the way I felt then on drugs, I had never felt before. I had never felt so scared, so yeah. lost, so creeped out, so worried, and then, of course, so grateful to be back. But I should have known that this was a sign that there was something shifted in terms of how I was operating or perceiving the world. And I can tell you since then, it was like a pretty harsh decline in terms of mood, energy, all the things that like mm. were hallmarks of whether you're doing well. And it, it just, you know probably last three four months was able to like be aware of that and start to like put some attention on like how to get so out do of you it. think that there was a message there to change your ways that you resisted for a few years and it led to some suffering yeah i mean i think i was being shown a lot of things that should have been like clear signs that something was not right not not right but like something in my psyche had shifted from a certain way of experiencing and perceiving and looking at the world that like it was essential for me kind of to keep a hold of that or recognize that that's something you should cherish and, and honor. And I think I just let it decay well, ever so slowly at first, but then quickly down like it snowballed. And then I was like, oh shit. Like I found myself in a place where I'm just not familiar with being, kind of feeling out of place. You were lobster without a shell. Bro. Yeah, lobster <laughs> without a shell, but also like, <laughs> like what the f Fuck. Like things are coming at me too, and yeah. it's like, oh fuck! I wish I had a shell right now. But it's also like it's in the cards. Like it's in it's totally. astrological. It's like as much as you think you could have prevented it, but it was all happening. There was nothing I could have done perfectly. To it. That's you true. Know? It was a negredo process. It's getting smashed to smithereens, so you can reconstitute yourself and build yourself up in a not just new and improved way, but like a, a more holistic, integrated way. And you know, I. Again, I, I wish there were other ways sometimes, but this is how I run my life. Like I would rather go through this kind of excruciating, like, what's going on? I'm gonna, uh. I'd rather go through that and get the wisdom that comes from that than just not do it and yeah. like, skip or like coast or whatever. And, you know, it can be annoying, but I think ultimately I've come out of this period with so much more awareness of like, the spectrum of life when I was just kind of focusing more on like the utopian, it was like, you know, the, I've been there. Yeah. And yeah. like, I, I recognize that's a very wonderful place to be. It reaches a lot of people. It's a very positive energy, but it's it like helps. Gollum getting the ring. You're like, it is. Whoa. Yeah. You're like, I just, I guess I want to be here all the time. Yeah. Like I, yeah. and, and it's like, no, you don't, you want the, the whole experience. It's what you signed up for. You didn't incarnate in a world where there's immortality and everything is, you know, sunshine and roses all the time. Like this is, you know, Neville Goddard talks about it. This is the world of death. This is the world of shadows and mortality. Like this is not the ultimate destination. This is not the place you're going to be forever. We're already but dead. This is a, we're already mm. dead. The, yeah. the truth is, is we already are already dead. What we're doing is experiencing that death over a period of time. Yeah. It's a yeah. weird way to think about life, but that is what it is. There is that destination where we leave our mortal coil. What happens after that, whether you come back and do the whole thing over as yourself, whatever, it's up, up for interpretation. But that is what time is. If you could look at this segment of time that you define as your life in this period, 
it's already happened. It's mm. already there. It's it, there is a end point of that. I think that can be scary, but I think it also can be inspiring because it's like we're not dead yet. We're not even yeah. close to dead yet, truthfully, yeah. at all. Um, so, but it, what it else? does linger in our life, and it is worth acknowledging. Of kind course, of, and and not in, like I think not embracing failure is a way of not embracing death, which is a way of denying yourself the full spectrum of life. And it's like failure is also so totally necessary and yeah. okay. Like for every, if you didn't fail, you didn't try enough things. And if you haven't thing, like, failed a lot, you haven't tried yeah, enough things. Totally. I, I'm taught that with music all the time. Like I have, you know, thousands of session files. <clears throat> I don't think anyone is so terrible that I call it a failure, but like there are some that clearly, make it and are birthed as successes and others that are like, you know what? They're probably just going to sit there forever because they weren't up to what I wanted it to be. You got to get through a lot of those to get the gems. Sometimes you're not going to hit a home run every fucking time. Well, this is why we named our song fade to grace. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of like the last three years of your life. Yeah. You know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Are we going to play our song? We should premiere our song. Yeah. 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 We're making pop music with Noah. (laughs) Under the name Bleeding Rainbows right now. <laughs> yeah. We're the Bleeding Rainbows. I love it. And uh, we made our first song is called Fade to Grace. Yeah. And we'll premiere it. This was so Amazing. fun. This, this is, is so fun. We'll, we'll hopefully make another one we're after gonna this make podcast. We're going to make more music. Yeah, right, we're going to cool. make one tonight. Cool. Well, oh, this is perfect. It's about to be 420. Oh, look at this. This is the perfect timing. Good All right. Here's Fade to Grace by Bleeding Rainbows. Coming at you live.
Yeah, it does. The phone turned off. Oh, wow. Uh, well, All right. so that was not a fade to grace. <laughs> but hey, if you dig that, give us a standing ovation yeah, in your yeah. little place or whatever. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need the encouragement. It was our first one. I, and the, the one we were working on after that, I'm super excited about. Oh, yeah, about. yeah. That's and we're, we I think we're just like, we got the foundation of like a poppy. It yeah. really catches me. And now we're going to just like get demented. No, we got it. It's yeah, good. yeah. We just keep growing. Um, cool. Thanks for listening. Sean Casanova, uh, Synchronicity on Patreon, patreon.com slash synchronicity. Yes. Patreon.com slash Church of Chill. We'll have a bonus episode up there. You can also see our last episode with Noah, which I was a little too open in that episode, so I had to put it on Patreon only. We had to put yours, the last one we recorded with you a few weeks ago, we put on Patreon. Oh, I saw that. That's cool. Yeah, no, because Cass named names, and you got to be careful sometimes. I got to be careful with those naming names. (laughs) Yeah, so thanks again. Peace, love, and magic. Peace.